Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of a Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Robert Taylor with us here on this beautiful, cloudy, sunny, uh, cloudy day here in Seattle, Washington. Um, but Robert is the founder of R. Taylor Properties, which has facilitated more than 60 home flipping projects and turned over a million dollars in profit since its exception. He uses unique methods to keep costs down and turn out profitable and appealing designs. Um, we haven't had a lot of flippers on here. So Robert, I am super excited to, to have you on the show. Thanks, Gabe. I'm excited to be on the show as well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I told you before we got on here, we always start with stories. We like to hear how kind of people got to where they are today. So why don't you uh, take us to yours? I'm sure you have a good one. How'd you get started in real estate? Absolutely. Um. The most the way that I started in real estate is being up every night watching HGTV with me and my wife. That was like our um, flip and flop was our favorite show. They get and we you. always talk about how can we do real estate ourselves and how can we get into the business. Um, then my wife heard a seminar on the radio that said, "Hey, come out to the seminar. We'll teach you about how you can get started in the business." Um, we went to. I remember she told me about the seminar. She said, "Hey, babe, I've scheduled for this seminar on Saturday. Um, you can take one of your friends with you that might can invest with you." Um, to get in the business. And I looked back at her and I said, hey, I, I would prefer if you go with me. She said, why? I said, because when I start spending money out the bank account, I need you to be okay with it. <laughs> so I don't You're covering your bases. I like that. Absolutely. So we went out to the seminar, um, got very excited about real estate space and decided to kind of jump in, you know, feet first to try to flip our, our first house. Um, went through probably the worst flip that I ever had. <laughs> contractor walked out on me halfway through the project, left me with walls open. I didn't oh, know what I was doing. It always um, starts out with the worst one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like to say I made a thousand dollars on that first flip, but I'm pretty sure I lost money. <laughs> wow, man. Well, I can, say it. Kudos so. for keeping going after, you know, if you start out with a loss, that's a, that's a hard one to get over, but it sounds like you guys kept going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, while I was doing the first renovation, I bought my second rehab. So I kind of was already <laughs> You're already committed. <laughs> you know, so wasn't the wild thing, but took my lumps, figured it out. Um, I was working full time in corporate America for McDonald's Corporation at the same time as a, a deployment manager with all the product stuff. So in between that, I would drive to work every day, listen to podcasts, um, bigger pockets, everything I could consume real estate to try to educate myself, attended local rears to listen to what people were doing and just kind of built it from there. Um, over my first two years, I did like three to four houses a year. Um, then in like year three, four and five, I, I averaged about 20 houses a year. So so really we're able to scale it up um, pretty quick. I currently do about, have 11 projects going on. Um, I, do, I just started to get into the new construction space as well. Um, I have rentals and, and all of those things, but primary is, is fix and flip. So that's where I'm at today. Nice, man. That is an awesome story. I love it. I like that you, you know, you got started with HGTV. I feel like that is the inspiration for a lot of people out there. They see these nice flips. Um, they're like, I can do that. And you got into it. You realize that is not how it actually works out. <laughs> it's not the same at all. 
they need a disclaimer at the bottom of all their, their shows. Like, this is not actually how this works. So there's definitely a lot of other work that you need to learn. And a lot of other things you have to learn to make sure you can get a successful flip. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but you guys did, you learned, you got there. Uh, you guys are, I mean, 20 per year, that that's a really successful, I mean, that's a real business. You're not doing a one-off for profit. You're, you're, you've built a business. Um, you're doing great things out there. So kind of tell us, you know, to do 20 a year, you have to have a formula. You have to have, you know, something that you know will work um, when you go out there, you buy these houses. So Absolutely. what is the formula that kind of helped you guys um, scale to 20? Yeah. So for me, I'm a systems guy. Um, I always ask a lot of questions. So when I first got into flipping, um, I would ask the question like, um, how do you, why do they take so long? So it, it would typically take me on a townhouse, which is like a, a single family, three bedroom, two bath house. It would take four to five months for my contractors to finish the house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for these loans that I'm getting for these properties, I'm using private funds or hard money mm-hmm. um, to fund the deals. So every day that it goes longer, it's costing me more money. So I would just ask the question, like, why does this have to take so long to some of my um, friends that were flipping as well? And they would just tell me, hey, that's just what it is. It's just how it works, <laughs> you know. So I just try to dissect it and say, OK, well, if everybody, what I would see happen is that the contractors would work inside the house. They would do all the demo, plumbing, framing, electrical, so forth. And then when they finished everything inside, they would start going working outside. And you had to do the siding and the landscaping and the driveway. And I start thinking, I'm like, well, why can't they do those things at the same time? Why couldn't <laughs> one crew be working inside and another crew be working outside? It just kind of makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. I went to, I remember going to my friend and I said, hey, I'm going to do this townhouse that's really like in bad condition. I said, I'm going to finish the renovation in two months. Now, Maya, I'm only in this business for maybe eight months at this time. I don't really have a lot of experience at this time. They both look at me like I'm crazy. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> You'll never finish that house in two months. But that's what I did. I went in, I got two sets of crew. I had one crew work the inside. I had another crew work the outside. And I just gave them goals up front. Like, hey, this is what we want to do. The goal is to finish this in two months. And, and this is how we're going to execute it in terms of timeframes on each area of the renovation. And I um, just kind of followed up with them and encouraged them along the way. And we was able to get our townhouse done in two months. Um, and then I went back to my friends and they were like, what? How did you Hold do yourself. that? how did you do that and they kind of started that with some of the things that i was doing um the other piece to it for me to go from one or two flips to 20 flips a year is 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 the process right i call house flipping it's like baking a cake once you know the recipe it's just about you know following the recipe and doing the same thing over and over and then you tend to get similar results so i just try to scale slowly um i did one house i made the money off of that i never took the profit I rolled that into my second house. I did those two houses. I, I wrote, took the profit from that, rolled it onto my third. So I went from two at a time to three at a time to four at a time. Um, up like a snowball that, that keeps going down the hill, gets bigger and bigger. Absolutely. And, and people were looking at me like, oh, you're flipping houses, you do three, four houses a year. They think that you're getting all this money, right? I'm like, I've never took a paycheck. <laughs> I got nothing there. I'm broke. <laughs> I'll put it back in into the business um, to make it go forward. And that's, that's just kind of how I approached it. And then um, it just kind of just over time. So it took me probably two years to go from five to fi- to 15, 16. Um, and then I was looking at leaving my corporate job um, that I worked at for 20 years. Wow. So you know, I was pretty successful. I worked for a McDonald's corporation. I just in 2018 won the, um, the president award, which is like the top reward in the whole company for executives. Very cool. Uh, Congratulations. Pro, right. Thank you. 
So then like seven months later, I quit my job. <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm done later, with that. You go all, out of the high note. I think that's a good way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so my mom, everybody's like, what are you doing? Your benefits and all these things. But by that time, I was kind of, I was making the money in my my side job, which is real estate at the time mm-hmm. um, that I was making in my primary job. So, you know, I, I felt like I was in a good position to go ahead and move on and um, start start on my real estate career. And then once and- I jumped all the way in, it was it was time to go. <laughs> Perfect, man. I love that. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for that. I actually jumped ship a little bit too early. I was working in corporate and I just said, fuck it, I'm getting in this game. <laughs> and I struggled for a while without any money. But um, that is true. I like that you said that, you know, people thought you were making a ton of money. Um, and that's what I feel like people that aren't in real estate don't realize is when when you're doing real estate, you need a lot of money to get more money. And so anytime you start your business, you know, it all goes back into the business. People may see from the outside, you're doing a lot of flips, but from the inside, you're, you know, you're not taking all that profit or else uh, you wouldn't have anywhere to grow. Absolutely. Definitely. Cool. I love that, man. Um, So just going back real quick to when you started to kind of see some efficiencies in your flips, you said, you know, you were shooting for that two month, your friend said, hell no, you can't do it. You proved him wrong. Um, And you did that by getting two sets of crews. So are you acting as the GP here? Or did you did you hire each individual contractor? Or how did you kind of um, come up with that solution? Yes. So that kind of was one of the biggest shifts in my business. It's, and in an issue, I was starting off with contractors. So if anybody's ever worked with a contractor, you meet with them, they walk the property, tell you, okay, it's going to be $100,000. And then they say, oh, give me a check for $30,000. And then you give them a the check for 30000 and they start off the first week or so and some things that happen on the project. And as the money gets smaller and it gets towards the end of the job, your project starts to slow down. And all of a sudden you're looking like, hey, we want to finish this thing. And um, they really don't have an incentive at that point to, to finish the job. So what I was able to do is, again, you know, dissecting the process, say, well, what if I do a, a labor only model? And it's like, so what I, what I turned to is that I would find crews that do individual jobs. So demo crews, framing for electric electrician, plumber, HVAC, I would have two of each area, right? So two people in each area. So if one couldn't come do your job, I had another one that could do it. And um, I start controlling the materials as well. So I set up a relationship with Home Depot because um, all of the discounts was going to my contractors at the time. So I figured, how can I get the discounts on these materials to save me costs? So I, I got in the pro um, pro list, which I think anybody can do is free. Mm-hmm. Got in the pro list, start to establish a relationship with them, start to get a little discount. Um, and then I just controlled the labor. So yes, I was kind of GCing it. At the time, I didn't have my, um, I wasn't a licensed contractor at the time, but now I am. So I'm a licensed contractor, licensed builder now. But at the time, I just kind of would sub it up. They would be responsible for pulling their own permits and things like that and just manage the process. And I was working full time at the time. So it was very important to have a system and just have them go. And that made a difference because it went from, if you give them all the money up front to a contractor, they don't have any incentive to move move faster. Mm-hmm. But now my people are paid based off the work they complete. So if I buy the materials, if I'm if you're doing framing and I bought all the wood, I don't have to pay you for the wood. I, I paid for it. You go to Home Depot, pick it up. Fine. When you finish framing, then I'll pay you for framing. If you're not finished... <laughs> then you don't get paid, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like that. So it keeps that kind of carrot in front of them to say, Hey, how do I get, I want to make sure I get paid come Friday or when I finish this, this spot of the job. So they move a little quicker and your process, your project continues to move forward. So that really worked well for me. Um, that's what I use in my business. I have three different crews now 
um, that's similar to do the same thing. They typically do two to three houses a piece. And then um, I just pay them labor only and manage it from there. So, man, that is uh, that is really smart. And um, again, congratulations on, on figuring out that system, because, you know, it, it sounds like it really works for you. you. So you have two. You basically have a contractor for each category of work that needs to be done. You have a backup to that contractor just in case the first one doesn't work. And then you just pay them labor. So you get the materials, you bring them to the build site, to the job. Actually, they pick it up. So okay. the cool thing with Home Depot is that with the Pro account, um, when they go to the, when it could just go to any Home Depot in the world, right? Well, in my sound, mm-hmm. it can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They give them my phone number. So when they give them my phone number, it, it'll, they'll give, ask them for a PO number, which is the property address. So they'll say, okay, one, two, three, four, Main Street. So, and they'll actually send me a text, Home Depot does. They send me a text and I can see everything that they're ordering. And I got an option on my phone to hit one or two. One means pay for it, two means no, call me and let's discuss it, right? So right there on my phone, even when I was working at the time, I could just look at my phone in the middle of meeting like, oh, okay, that sounds right. Hit one, they get the materials, they leave, they go back to the job site, work continues on. So I had to find these ways to to make it work while I was working at the same time. And I kind of carried that over after I left my um, job. That's super cool. I didn't know you could do that with Home Depot. Good job, good job, Home it's Depot. Free. That's a smart, it's a smart free functionality. And in, in online, you can actually go in and see every property. It actually keeps track of all the materials for each house, so it makes it easier for me from a budget standpoint to see, okay, hey, how much am I spending on materials for this property versus this property? So they that system it's called the Home Depot Pro account. It's free. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, so moving on a little bit uh, from you know how you actually get the deals done. Uh, before that, you have to actually find these deals. That's you know that's where real estate starts is finding a good deal. So what's the processes you have there? How do you go about finding these flips that you uh, get out there? So surprisingly, a lot of the, the first, I'll say 40, 50 deals that I've done um, came with no marketing. So no marketing, no cold calling, any of those things. That I do some of those things now, but in the beginning, I didn't. Um, it was wholesalers. So uh-huh. establishing relationships with wholesalers. I'm getting on their buyers list, telling them my criteria, what I'm looking for in a house, um, letting them know what areas I like to focus in, um, zip codes or so on and so forth. Uh, Facebook is another one. So if you go any town in, in the world, if you go on Facebook and search wholesalers in Seattle, right, you'll see whole, multiple wholesale groups. And then they tend to post deals into those groups. So you can go on there and easily, even if it's not a deal that works for you, you can reach out to those wholesalers and say, hey, I like houses over here. This is my price range. You know, if you got anything, send it over to my way. And then, you know, once they see that you're consistent and that when they bring you a deal, you even if you don't like it, I always tell them why I don't like it. And I also always tell them, you know, what price I will pay for it. If mm-hmm. I'm going to look at it, I'm going to put a number on it. So if I, if I go out to look at this property, it might not be a number they like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it may be way below their price, but I, I need to tell, be honest with them and tell them why. You know, so hey, I, w- I would pay. I know you want a hundred thousand. I'll pay seventy thousand for it because of X, Y, Z, D, F, G, and this is how I break my numbers down. So yeah. even if they don't give it to me on this deal, they'll understand it for the next time around of what Robert is looking for, and they yeah. tend to come back with a better deal. So you know, leveraging wholesales, wholesalers, um, also auction sites. Mm. So um, auctions.com, HubZoo, um, your local auction houses that you auctions around the town. Um, you find a lot of good deals there. Um, right now, it's it's a very hot market, even though it's cooling off a little bit. But, you know, so you might have a lot of competition there now, but it's important that you still could go there and um, leverage those areas as well. So in the auction houses. Very cool, man. 
Yeah, I love that you said uh, that everybody gets an offer. I, that's one of the tenets that I stand by. No matter what, if I'm talking to you, you're going to get an offer. Might not be what you want, but I'll explain how I got to that offer. Um, just I feel like that that helps you in the offering process. And who knows, you might get you might get a yes when you uh, when you put your price down there, especially if you have reasoning behind those numbers. Absolutely. All right, moving on one more step before we head into the quick question round. I wanted to ask you at the very end of um, your introduction, you mentioned that you guys are going into new construction. That is super exciting. So, have, you know, tell me a little bit about that. Have you done a project, or you know, yeah. how far are you guys down that road? Yeah. So, um, I, last year in August, I just finished up my first project. Um, really, really learning the process. You know, finding out the details. It's, it's different from fix and flip. Um, it's actually more so like putting together a puzzle. Um, it's, it's similar to, you know, every everybody has a step from the foundation to digging out the ground to, you know, the frame up and everything. It's just like a puzzle. But you also get more consistent numbers as well. So mm-hmm. in a fix and flip, I might send somebody in a contractor and the house is kind of all looking crazy and he might give me a price. But then when they open up the walls, it's like, oh, well, you know, the stuff looks hell, not good and we got to do this and the price kind of fluctuates a little bit from there. With new construction, you kind of get dialed into the same numbers. You know, if you if you build the same house, the foundation cost is going to be a little bit the same unless prices fluctuate a little bit. Your framing packages come in about the same. So you can get more of a detailed number of where you're going to be and get a get an idea of a consistent profit as well. So we were able to do the one deal. Then um, right now, currently, I have two new construction projects going on. Um, one of them, I bought a lot for 325000 the build on it is going to come in about five hundred fifty thousand, but the house should be worth about one point two million um, on it. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, I have another lot as well that I just we're about to break ground on um, up here in Baltimore. So definitely getting familiar with that. They're not making more land anywhere. So and then you talk about competition. Uh, house flipping is still I still do predominantly more stuff in house flipping um, with the fix and flips with renovating properties. But new construction, I think, is just kind of evolving and tapping into areas where, you know, it's not as much competition because people don't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you can get some really great deals and potentially do, you know, minimum fix and flips. For every one new construction project, I would say it would be equal to two fix and flip in terms mm-hmm. of profit. Yep. So, you know, so in terms of those type of things, just balancing out my portfolio of projects. That's Perfect, really and I lied. Um, I said that that was going to be the last thing I was going to ask you, but there is one more thing, and that is funding. Um, that is something that you know everybody a hurdle everybody has to overcome because real estate's not cheap. Doesn't matter what you're doing; it's always going to be expensive. So, how do you go about funding your deals? Absolutely. So, I might my, I go back to my first deal. Um, same thing that I didn't come from a lot of money or anything like that. I took a loan from my four hundred one k for my job. There you go. Uh, you I know, actually I, cashed mine out for my first deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a loan from that. I think it's thirty thousand at the time um, to get in because you know I end up using hard money. Mm. Um, actually, a company Lima One, um, Lima, Lima One, I used on my first deal uh, back in the day. So they um, with the funding, I just kind of went to them first, got them to get the majority of the deal, but I still had to put down ten percent. So at the time I was buying a house, I think for 50,000 and renovation costs was somewhere back then around 60, 70,000. So I needed a loan for 110,000. They won't typically give you the whole loan. They'll give you uh, 90% of the loan. So you still have to come up with 10%. So let's just say roughly 11,000. And you still need money to make payments as you're going through the renovation process. 
which was around $1,000 a month for six months. And then um, your clothing costs and all those things. So I tell people all the time, if you're going to get into house flipping, you're probably going to need somewhere between thirty and 40000 to do a house flip, just in terms of the cover your reserves and things like that, mm-hmm. um, realistically. However, what I do tell people is that you don't have, it doesn't have to be your thirty dollars or $40,000. If you can go out and educate yourself and learn the process on how to house flip, you know, listen to these podcasts like, like yourself, um, go to your rare meetings and things like that and get the knowledge. Now you can go back to a friend or a family member and say, hey, I know how this process works. I don't have the capital, but if you can bring this 30 or 40,000, maybe we can partner and go out here and do a fix and flip. So if they can bring the 30, 40,000 to the table and then you guys go out and get a hard money lender or a private lender to cover the rest of it, you pretty much can almost do the deal with no money out your pocket. It's just about leveraging your resources. So that's what I tell people. So funded for me, I'm at this point now and at the level I'm at, I have a lot of private lenders. So not necessarily like your, your typical hard money lenders. I'm um, at this point because I've been able to build some credibility and, and have a track record. So I have you know better terms, better situations, and better relationships with people that can fund my deals. But I don't use any of my money. Um, right now, if I if I purchase house, I'm purchasing two houses this month. I don't have to bring any money to the table. Not a not a cent. Sometimes I leave the table with a check. Depending on the um, numbers, yeah, you get a you, you get an acquisition fee for sure. Yeah, yeah, like that. So those things now, but that didn't start like that. I started with the sixteen percent and seventeen percent interest rates way back in the beginning. Oh, that There's just that idea, man, that hurts. Me. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So and, and I get that a lot from people. Like, well, if I got to start, I'm going to pay this person fifteen percent interest. But think about it like this: if if you had a partner, you'd be paying them fifty percent of the profit. In this case, you're giving a, the the lender to get started. The money you don't have, 15%, but it gets you in the door. And then over time, yes, I have a lot lower rates now, but it took time to build to that. So I, I leverage private lenders, car money lenders. Um, and then, you know, it's pretty much that funds all my deals. Yep. And I love hearing that. That's uh, And that works with anything. doesn't have to be flips. Um, I'm doing it that actually same thing in a, in a commercial deal, a self-storage facility right now. Um, got a partner to, to fund it. And I'm running the deal. So if you're out there, you can do that. That same model, it works for whatever you want to do. Just go out there. Somebody can provide the money so long as you have the hustle and you have the the, the knowledge. Um, you know, that's the value you're bringing there. Absolutely. It's almost like the idea is worth more than the actual project itself or the, or yep. the funding. <laughs> so yeah. great job, yep, man. Congratulations on your self-storage. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, I have loved everything you shared. Thank you very much for coming on and uh, you know giving us your knowledge and your experience out there in the flipping world. Um, I did check the, the clock. We do have to hop in the quick question round. So are you ready to jump in? Absolutely. Ready to go. Let's do it. It starts with books or any form of education. I'm a big bookie. So why don't you give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific? And, and I didn't want to say this one, but everybody says that I have to say Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, oh, man, it's a classic. It's a, it's a classic. classic. It changed my whole mindset in, in terms of approach from a business standpoint. I would say it's real estate slash business um, that, that really helped me to kind of frame what, how I want to move forward. And the second book, I kind of something recently I've been reading is um, Who Not How. Mm. So in terms of scaling your business and really moving forward, um, I think as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to try to do everything ourselves. Um, and, and try to, you know, power through a lot. And it's really leveraging those people around you that's better at some of these things than you are. So the who not how is very deep um, in terms of, you know, making sure you find the right people to do the things you need in life so you can focus on your genius and what you're great at. 
So yep. man, I love that. That's actually, that's a lesson that I'm learning in my own business right now. And not that I'm learning, but I'm trying to implement more. I'm trying to be more conscious of is, uh, you know, really focus on your, your genius, as you said, um, and, and find other people to focus on the things that you do not have the strength at. So I'm going to pick that book up who, not how it sounds good. And that brings us to the next question. This one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Robert who was, you know, just getting started, let's say he was getting started at McDonald's right after college or whenever you got started there, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Yeah, I think the biggest thing would be to focus, look at real estate. I mean, the most millionaires in the world have been made in real estate. And a lot of times you don't have a lot of people talk about, you know, how you how you can invest, how you can get in and how much money you can actually make in this business. And also set your family up for the future in terms of generational wealth by owning assets. Um, so I would go back and tell them, hey, you know, read some real estate books. Um, go go follow some of these these reds and kind of get entrenched in that earlier. Because I think if I did that 20 years ago, um, before I started my corporate career, that I definitely would be a lot further than I am right now. So definitely going back and, and doing that. Perfect, man. I love it. Um, next question is for habits. They found form the foundation of our life. So if you could point to one thing you do day in and day out that you feel contributes the most to your overall health, well-being, and success, what would that be? Yeah, I think um it's I think it's it starts for me, it's kind of yearly, then it kind of breaks down to the daily. So um at the begin before the end of each year, I write down my goals in terms of for the next year. I actually have it on my cell phone right now and in front of me, like. It tells me so to remind me every day that this is what I'm focused on. Um, and it typically goes around not just business, um, it's family, the things that I want to do with my family, um, things I want to do for my personal self in terms of my health and things like that. And then it also talks about business goals in terms of how I break it down. And then I'll break that down quarterly and then monthly. And then I think every day I go to my task list and set up my task for the next day. So if I know what I want to accomplish in the next day and just kind of focus on those things, and it keeps me aligned. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll falter and not, not go with everything, but I try to try to get back on track daily to follow those tasks. So cool, man. I love that. And yeah, consistency is definitely the hardest thing. Um, but if you're, if you're trying and you're getting out there, I say that's a win right there. And that moves us to the second to last question. This one is about the United States. There are tons of square miles out there, which means there's a lot of opportunity. So what metro besides Baltimore, besides your backyard, are you most excited in investing in today? Yeah, so outside of my backyard, I think Florida is, is definitely a really good area. Um, you know, you got Jacksonville, um, you got Tampa over there that's really having seen some good growth. Um, a lot of people are still gravitating to Florida because the weather's great. <laughs> like, other than like um, the weather's great, except for when there's a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, except when there's a hurricane, right. But it's definitely good for real estate market. I think it, it'll always be somewhere that people want to go to. Um, and then you can get good values over there. So they, but everybody, um, the main one that everybody's kind of focusing on is kind of like LA area um, that way, because it's definitely appreciating and value big time. But it's, it's a lot of competition there. But if you're over there, I think it's a good area as well that you can get into investing. And, but for me, it would be Florida. So Florida and LA, I love that. Um, and that leads us to the last question. And it is, I lost my place here. So give me just one second. Ah, there we go. Um, we are all gifted with strengths and you are no exception. So what is your Superman strength? What are you great at? Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's people skills. Um, I think how I approach people, how I communicate to the people that work for me or that's around me. Um, I treat everybody the same regardless of, of their level. I don't feel as though I'm, I'm higher than somebody else. 
And I think, you know, and people can tell that. I feel like I found this when I was working in corporate America that someone will work for you longer, even if you pay them less money because they like working for you. And they'll go out there and, and, and give their best because they just like how you treat them and that you treat them with respect. And then the, the other thing is, I think it's a, a bottom level of accountability for myself. Hmm. Um, it's, it's this thing I used to always live by. And it's a serenity prayer, right? It's a grant me the serenity to accept the people I cannot change and the wisdom to know the person I can change is myself. So I always go back and try to reflect and say, okay, how did, how could Robert do something different in the situation to make it better versus what did everybody else do wrong to kind of make my situation worse? Yep. So. Yeah. I love, I love that you said the serenity prayer. That's one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite little quotes. I don't want to butcher it right now, but that's a, that's a good one. Um, and that, that leads us to the very last question. I know I said the last question was the last question, but it's not. There is one more question, and this one's for the listeners. Uh, you've given them a lot of good things to think about. I'm sure people want, out there want to reach out and you know have some questions about flipping houses. So what is the best way for somebody to reach out and get in contact with you? Absolutely. So the, the easiest way is to um, follow me on Instagram at, at Rob Flip Houses. That's R-O-B-F-I-F-L-I-P Houses. Rob Flip Houses. You can follow me on Instagram or any social media outlet. Um, I also are doing a training course for people that want to get into fix and flipping. They can go to reiplaymakers.com and if they can get, they can get a free strategy session with me or my team where we kind of talk through the process to get into house flipping. So mentor program. Cool, man. I love that. And so what was that URL again? You said REI Playmakers if they want to get in contact. Yeah, REI, like real estate, reiplaymakers.com. Perfect. All right. I'll put that URL in the show notes. So if y'all want to get started in flipping and you want to work with Rob, go ahead and click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description in there. You can find Rob's URL. Click through, say hi, and uh, and get to flipping. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gabe. Right on. Yep. And Rob, again, thank you very much. That concludes the show. Great, man. You have a, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me. Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the real estate investing club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target 
leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the investor's daily success tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the wholesaler's template for quick assignment cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses. When you download the ebook today, all we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.